Hello everyone, it's Christian Fuchs, former Schalke player. And just to know, you are listening to Schalke America. Glück auf. Blau und Weiß, sein Lieben lang. Welcome to episode 145 of Shock America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me on this Victory Monday, Jack Mangan. Jack, we won again. Yeah, back at it. Back uh, with another Victory Monday. Uh, how was your vacation, sir? It was uh, a week off. Yeah, yeah. I apologize to everybody. We didn't have a podcast last week because I was on a... Uh, vacation a work vacation uh off to savannah georgia and so uh, the hotel i was hoping at the hotel i stayed i was hoping to have a lot of good wi-fi so i could do a podcast and i had no signal whatsoever so i won't mention them to give them bad you know publicity or anything so uh but yeah that no, was good otherwise uh what crazy weather but yeah good how about you how was your break yeah yeah you mentioned you mentioned the crazy weather i thought it would have been a good time to go down there and kind of escape some of that because we had uh Probably one of the first big snows of the uh, of the season up in Chicagoland, which we had been somehow avoiding uh, thus far. And I'm already kind of over it, you know, three yeah. days in. So yeah. hopefully not too much more of that. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, we've been getting a lot more snow since uh, January 1st. So a uh, lot of big snowstorms and um, hey, a big result to uh, get yeah, it, going. it was storming this weekend as well. Uh, it was on the road, uh, five nil. Big, big victory for the boys. Um, yeah, that's it was a dominating performance, to say the least. And as Eisenberg had no chance in this game. And, you know, yes, they're second to worst in the table, or second second to bottom, I should say. But the first time we played them was 1-1, right? Now, granted, it was the beginning of the season. Teams are still feeling each other out and stuff like that. But, uh, wow, I did not expect that, did you? Um, no, probably not that emphatically, but I was, you know, obviously very pleased with the result. Uh, you know, the first week back from the break, uh, Hamburg dropped points, I think on, on Friday. And so going into that weekend, we're like, Hey, this is an opportunity to jump up into the actual playoff spots. Um, if we can take advantage of a game against, I think, you know, Holston Keel, which I think you would expect us to still, you know, get a better result out of that game, uh, based on our ambitions this season. And, uh, we unfortunately dropped the ball there. So then, you know, going away to uh, to out next next week, uh, you know, one of the worst teams in the league, definitely needing the three points and uh, ideally, uh, you know, emphatically. And that's what we got, which was uh, which was nice to see. So uh, and, and, you know, we got to take a look at, uh, you know, some of the new signings and some different looks and combinations that we hadn't seen before. So um, lots to talk about from just kind of like a personnel standpoint as well, outside yeah. of the uh, the result and the obviously like the large goal return. We had a, a whole load of signings sort of take your uh, your line there. there. Um, there Marius Loda. We got uh, Andreas Winheim who made a start in this one. Uh Sane is back in the starting lineup. We had uh, lots just of a bunch actually. of Norwegians. Schroeder just loves the Norwegians. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they're doing a good job. Hey, go, Bodo Glimt or wherever he's from. It was a good team, so I'll take him. You know, all day. Um, and you know, good to see a healthy Taroda and Bulter as well in the, in the on the team. Um, the lineups were interesting in this one. Let's get into the lineups real quick because. Uh, First for the um, the home team, we were not the home team in this one. We were the road team. But the home team, uh, Manuel was in goal with Strauss, Katalua, whatever, uh, Gunter, and uh, Maeschek in the in defense. Uh, Fandrich with Jonic and Zolinski. Zolinski was a, 
a pest in this game, I would say. Uh, you had Hawkshite behind Kuhn and uh, Owosu, who was pretty dangerous in this game as well. I guess as dangerous as out goes. Uh, thoughts on the home team's lineup? Anything really that was seemed dangerous to you? You know, I, I I'm not gonna make fun of you for any of your pronunciations because uh, <laughs> I, I I mean if, if if it was my responsibility to go over the lineups, I'd be doing the same thing. Uh, neither of us are Derek Ray in terms no. of our uh, our research and effort into that kind of a thing. Correct. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think Owusu probably the most frustrated man on the pitch for Al. Um, you know, he, trying to make runs in transition constantly and a lot of strange. Um, and it would advise, I think, long ball decisions from his midfielders behind him. Yeah. Um, like a lot of, you know, a lot of initial sprints that just were completely wasted. So, uh, yeah, but he, I think, kind of one of the more dangerous uh, parts of that lineup for sure. He had their probably best opportunity in like a 13th minute. Uh, it was a cross in the box and somehow Tiao didn't catch it and it went right by him. He got a shot off. Fraza was there. But, yeah, he was uh, fairly active in this game compared to the rest of his teammates. Uh, looking at our side... Uh, a little tweak to the lineup in this one, Frazzle and goal. The, we went to back three of who we thought was going to be. It was going to be Tiao, Sane, and Itakura. Maybe not so much where they lined up. Uh, Tiao on the left, Itakura on the right. Uh, we had Victor Paulson in the holding midfield position with uh, Oyan on the left. New man, Vinheim on the right. And then in the middle, we had Salazar and Idrizi. I know we both like to see that. And then up top, you had uh, Taroda and Perringer getting to start in this one. Uh, thoughts on our lineup? Lots of thoughts on the lineup because there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with this, in my opinion. Um, so, so first of all, as you mentioned earlier on, Salif Sane back and healthy. Hopefully, it stays that way because he's had some kind of like false starts recently with that. Um, but jumping in to the starting eleven immediately, kind of centrally anchoring it, uh, and I think that's been uh, huge for us in the first two games, honestly, because uh, you know Victor Paulson at the base of that midfield is very much um, a defensive presence screening for his defenders and not so much, you know, an actual deep lying uh, ball playing midfielder or somebody who's kind of the fulcrum in your buildup. Um, I think that's kind of like the Florian flick role more. That's kind of like the argument for him in certain games is when you need sort of that ball progression guy. Um, and so a lot of times in our buildup, the buildup bypasses Paulson entirely. Um, and it's, it's really the center backs that are kind of like moving everything around. But I think a lot of, um, even though, you know, like some of those guys, they're good passers. And, you know, Kaminsky in particular can occasionally play like, you know, a pretty incisive long ball or something. But I feel like a lot of the balls the center backs typically play are, are really just kind of like circulation. Um, and Sané in, in the Holston Keel match in here as well, I felt like has um, a real intent and a real energy on the ball. Like he wanted to be on the ball constantly and he was playing some more incisive uh, passes um, and really yeah. trying to push the tempo and play people in the space more. And I thought that's been been useful because, like I said, you know, Paulson, we kind of bypass typically anyway, but we don't have that guy back there that can really kind of push the tempo. And I thought Sané has been huge in doing that. Um, so I'll end my comments there for now. How, how did you feel about, you know, Sané over the first couple of matches in his return? Good. I think the, the chemistry we saw between the back three was really good. A lot of quick, like you said, incisive passing, one-touch passing between really the back four um, or five, you include Vrazel. Uh, so it was good to see Sané. Um, is it's odd to see Itakura on the right because I think he's better at the central part, but I see why you put Sane back there. Itakura is a really good passer and he's got a good right foot, so I get I get why he's there. Uh, and Tiao seem is seamless no matter where you put him, right? So that's good. Um, I, I like seeing Idris in there because I thought Idris was really good in this game. I thought he was uh, an impact player. He was the offensive player we were we've been talking about. We talked about it with Cedric. We talked about the podcast before that. Is that Idrizi has that potential to bring that offensive ability to help the strikers 
create some opportunities. And I thought Idrizi was involved in three out of the five goals in this game. Um, had a big impact. Oyan again, is doing his thing. Uh, nice to see Torre getting the goal. And Vinheim, uh, very happy with his performance this game. Uh, but a goal and two assists or something crazy. Uh, or is involved in yeah. three goals also. Uh, good game by him. But yeah, the lineup is interesting. I guess Perringer was the interesting part for me because I feel, maybe I think you do too, that both he and Taroto are similar players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure how that would work, and it was okay. Uh, they, ho- they hooked up a couple times. Uh, Toroda had an, a, a, a shot block early on. Good save, really. Uh, but, yeah, it was an interesting lineup. Yeah, I mean, so I think when we had Cedric on for the midseason review, I was still kind of giving a slight nod to, like, Drexler over somebody like Adrizi in terms of a starting role, although I did want to see a lot more of Adrizi in terms of his, his cameo appearances and substitutions because I don't feel like we saw enough of that uh, in the first half of the season. Um, I, I don't think Idrizzi did a lot for me to move the needle in the game against Holston Keel, but he definitely did substantially more against, against Al. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess my concerns with him, I still feel like there's times he's a little bit defensively from like a positioning standpoint, naive, um, or will like not track back to the right spots quickly enough, almost like McKenney in that kind of regard. Yeah. And there's also times where I think his passing is just errant for, for no particular reason, but really tidy feet. Yes. Um, knows how to use his body well, uh, had a number of, and he's got some sauce too. He had a number of moments of like really clever touches or, you know, like, you know, lofty mo- pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he did, he did some really nice things. And, and yeah, I think, I think what he brings uh, going forward is having somebody besides Salazar centrally who actually has those skills to, to beat somebody on the dribble. And it, it gives us just way more flexibility in terms of kind of how we can attack. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I was impressed by him. So, yeah, I definitely like that. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, Vinheim have to ultimately say you were very impressed by him. Uh, we have a lot of depth on the right side now. Um, uh, but, I mean, kind of a dream debut there uh, for sure. And then as far as the up top conversation, interesting looks from Gramatsis coming out of the break because, you know, the first one you saw, Cholov, yeah. right, yeah. right, right away, which was interesting. I, I thought Bolter was healthy for that game as well if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. I, I mean, like, it's not that now that we've seen Sherlinov in that role and he's had a couple decent performances, like yeah, we're definitely open to that. And we like having that depth, but I don't know if I want to just go to that as a starting option. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, as you said, you know, we've talked about how Peeringer is, is we feel is slightly more stylo- stylistically similar um, to like a Tarot as opposed to a Bolter who drops a little bit deeper, has a little bit more of like that, that kind of work. Um. But uh, yeah, Peeringer still a little bit there's still a lot that he needs to improve on i feel like he needs to be a little bit more um energetic off the ball um and better with his movement to, to put himself in in better positions more frequently but um when he's on the ball there's every single game that he plays there's two or three moments where he does something technically on the ball and you're like that is i mean there's something there yeah. to yeah. develop i mean yeah. like he's got some special technical ability um had an assist in this one had a goal obviously so you know it, good on him um and uh you know nice to get some goal involvement from people that aren't Zeman you know, in a game. It's funny because I agree with you about the assessment on Perringer. And it's funny because uh, for those of you who don't know, um, during the break, I was interviewed by Kesti or Koningsblau TV, as we know, on, on YouTube. Uh, we did an English interview on his page and uh, we were talking about Perringer and comparing him to Hoppy, right? Because Hoppy kind of had this meteoric rise. He has his talent is, you know, very raw, but has these flashes where you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Right. Maybe there's something there. And we're getting that with Perringer. I think Perringer's a little bit more well-rounded than Hoppy. 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 Um, but it's a similar situation where he's like raw. He's not quite there. But then he shows you something like, oh, okay. Okay. 
So yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see how he develops. I don't, I agree with you. I think I'd rather see Bolter and Toroto up top because they obviously work well together. Um, Bolter has that flexibility to go off on the wing as well to kind of change the dynamics and things. But overall, this game it was good, and I think uh, the right side. I would ultimately I was happy with Vinheim, obviously, but when when he got the start over Iden or Ranful, I'm like, what are we doing here? And I and like you said. Gramotis was trying different things to start off uh, the second half of the season. I do uh, think Iden's hurt now, isn't he? For a brief period of time, several maybe, weeks. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Yeah, but Ranfold maybe. played against Kiel, so yeah, he was. Yeah, you're and it's a birthday weekend. Sure. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, so no, Vinheim did great, and I I'm fine with him staying on the right for now. That's you know he did really excellent in this game. Uh, look at the goals, the five goals. I mean, they're they're it was they weren't anything spectacular, but it was good goals. Uh, Simon Toroto got the score, scoring started early. Again, Idrizi kind of starting off the play, went over to Salazar to Vinheim, who crossed in the middle, and um, Toroto get the, the tap in. Um, and then, speaking of Toroto, he had a wonderful pass, cross pitch. I think he was intended for maybe Idrizi, uh, but it, it got to Vinheim. Vinheim goes on a two on 0 basically, or two on one, uh, and takes a shot, scores the goal just two minutes after Toroto's goal, two nothing into the half. Um, the first half, it was tight early on, but once we – you knew it was goal was coming just because it was all Schalke, all in Al's defensive side or their, their side of the field. Um, when we got the two goals, I felt comfortable as we had a couple of times this season where I didn't think they were going to come back. Uh, thoughts on the first half? Yeah, I mean, even if uh, for the first 35 minutes or so, maybe whatever it was, like the goal return wasn't there. Um, it, definitely a dominant performance in the first half. Uh, they really struggled. I mean, they're showing, I mean, they kind of showed you how, I mean, why they're one of the, the worst teams in the Bundesliga, uh, second Bundesliga, uh, unfortunately. Um, uh, especially in the first half, I feel like uh, from goal kicks, we were putting a lot of high pressure on, made it very difficult for them to build out. Uh, they were especially early in transition in their own half. They were really struggling um, positionally to get people to be to have available for outlets. So it was a lot of long balls that they were throwing, which were, which were not hitting quite often either. So um, a lot of wasteful possession from them. So they yeah, from, my, goal from like midfield a couple times too. Did you see that? Like, what are you doing? Again? They were going for goals from like midfield. Yeah, and that's, and that's part of what I was talking about. Is there were some really bad passes and some really weird shot attempts, like trying to like chip Frazel, who was coming out a little bit more um, because of you know how, how far up we were pushed for a lot of that half. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just really difficult from them, which allowed us to have a lot of possession. Uh, didn't get the return on it early yet, but then ultimately uh, broke through. Um, and uh, like you said, like uh, Vinheim uh, – didn't get an assist on that first goal, but played in a ball into a dangerous area, which, uh, I mean, the one person you don't want it to drop for is probably Tirada in those situations. So unfortunate for them. And then, like you said, brilliant diagonal from Tirada and, and then Vinheim right again, uh, nice finish. So, uh, yeah, two goal involvements kind of, uh, in the first yeah. half for him, which is, you know, like I said, dream debut. And they only got better in the second half. It did. And, uh, I was going to make a point about something, but I don't remember now. <laughs> uh, Oh, you know, you were talking about how, how high up we were pushed up because we we're all in Al's half and even Frazzle a couple times he came up to midway point to kind of intercept the ball to kind of keep the play in in their end uh it was completely just one-sided they had the early chance through Awosu uh on the doorstep but uh other than that it was all us in that first half uh and then going into the second half uh there was a substitution right so just before halftime Salazar picks up a yellow uh, this is someone who we didn't talk about because he gets substituted at halftime for Danny Latza. Our captain comes back. Um, thoughts on on Salazar? He was 
in my opinion, very, very quiet in this game. Um, he, yeah, he was on that two-on-one yeah. with uh, Vindheim, but other than that, I don't know. I don't know if he was injured or what. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like he kind of singled himself out to be one of the prime targets for substitution with the yellow. And also, I just I thought he was kind of poor in this game. Uh, I thought it was one of his worst performances in a while. Uh, I mean, to his credit, he actually did have quick feet to play the ball to Vinheim uh, yep. to get it out to him uh, for that first ball down that we talked about for that Toronto goal. Um, but something I realized that. I probably should have realized more from now, but I think I, what bothers me about Salazar is there are far too many opportun- uh, moments where he doesn't do that and where there will be something on. He picks his head up and sees it, puts his head down, does his like, you know, Flintstones three <laughs> quick steps before yeah, he can play do. the pass. He he has like this inability to play one touch passes or, you know, quickly. And so I feel like a lot of times he's on the move looking for something to happen. The window opens up and then he just can't get the ball out of his feet quick enough to find somebody. Or in the case, if you know, if he has possession in the final third, he's often looking to shoot a little bit um, too often before he's looking for a teammate. So uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised that he got, that he got hang, uh, hooked. I'm sure he'll have better performances before he, like I said, he's been a fairly important player for us uh, and I, thus far. I wonder, I wonder if some of that of not doing a quick one touch passing is a product of, we really had no offensive type midfielder and he felt that he had to do all the work and try to do more than he needed to. Right. And now that maybe someone like E3 is stepping up to a little bit more offensively, he doesn't have to do that. And he can just play the one touch pass. Cause I think what we saw in this game, at, especially at the end order where the game is over a lot of one touch passing quick, quick movements, which is the way you want to play to beat a team, any team, you know, good or bad. Um, so I think if he can add that to his game, it would help us immensely. Cause like I said, on that goal, uh, that uh, Vinheim should have got the assist on. He he played it quickly, right? It's easy to him to. Yeah, he did. No, yeah, he got it out of his feet quickly in a tough situation. Yeah, yeah and that could be part of it. Like I said, I, I think there's just too many moments where um he he has to set himself. Yeah. Before he has like he he has to go through some sort of process to kind of like reset before he can play the pass, and it just I think it wastes a lot of time yeah. and is a little bit inefficient. But yeah. Uh, so he's definitely not the most efficient player in terms of his uh, like shots per goal or anything like that. So, but no, and another player who's not very efficient, it's well, hadn't been up to this point was Danny Lazza, a guy who is a club captain. Um, and he hasn't had the greatest of performances with Shaka so far. Granted, he's had injuries and all this stuff, uh, but hasn't played that well. But he came on the second half and within six minutes, uh, gets a goal, uh, three nothing in the 51st minute. Uh, team was obviously ecstatic that he scored. Uh, just 10, nine minutes later, 10 minutes later, something like that, uh, he would get a goal again. Vinheim with a wonderful cross back door to Latza, header for a goal, 4 nothing at that point. Uh, and we, just before that goal, Toronto came off for Bulter. Not that Bulter was involved in that, but, you know, that, you know give the big guy a rest. We saw Itakura come off early as well, give him some rest as well. Uh, and then in the 72nd minute, uh, Marvin Perringer, hustling all game long, finally gets his goal. More beautiful work by Idrizi and company. Uh, and uh, gets his goal five nothing. That second half was just it's good. The whole game was good. I mean, I, again, it's Al, but still amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, Danny Lotsa. I, I think what we said, and you know, the midseason review with Cedric was, um, you know, we understand there's been injuries, and we're not trying to be overly harsh, but like, show us something. Just, I mean, show us something. Like, I mean, it, it, the, the limited times that we've seen him this season, it just hasn't been a whole lot there to get excited about. Um, and we've kind of yet to see him really kind of put his stamp on any sort of game. And uh, this was, this was the, you know, the substitution appearance that we were looking for in terms of an impact. Um, 
I thought he did a great job in terms of his activity off the ball to constantly move and shift and show to be an option for his center backs in the buildup. Um, he's a little bit frustrating in terms of how how close he gets to his own center back sometimes and how likely he is to just play the ball immediately back to the center back. Yeah. I would like to have, have him turn a little bit more in possession and try to find um, uh, you know, more horizontal or vertical option in some of those situations. But um, his activity level was high and his involvement. Definitely. You could feel it immediately on the game. Um, you know, really nice, really nice finish on, on the assist. I think that was Peeringer, right? On that assist. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he in the I mean, setup as well. Yeah. So, I mean, great. I mean, nice, Nice for him to get his, his first goal for Schalke, and I think we're all happy to see that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that second one, I think I think that was actually Piringer with a beautiful ball out to Vinheim yes, um, yes, before yes. the cross, too. So Piringer really with like, two plays in a row with really nice involvement. Um, and, uh, yeah, Vinheim had some some nice deliveries all game. This one was, you know, really great run back post from Danny Lotza, and he was it, it's a difficult header, man. Like he's in the air kind of moving backwards while hitting yep. it diagonally to the far. Like that was a difficult header to execute. A and he placed almost. it. Yeah. Placed it real well. Um, and then uh, I, I forgot what you said. The fifth goal was there's so many. I'm already losing track. But um, yeah, Peringer with the fifth goal. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I love Peringer with, with the gloves like Berbatov. Yeah. Kind of moves yeah. Like that little silky <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, but uh yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, great debut from Vinheim. Good, good game uh, from Piringer. One of Piringer's better games, in my opinion. You got the Torada goals um, in consecutive matches, so he's back healthy, back scoring again. Um, Bolter's back healthy. Sane's back healthy. Like we're locked and loaded, ready to go. Hopefully, you know, we build on this performance, get some confidence. Uh, you know, continue to get healthy and and get into fitness. Like get Sane, you know, kind of back into ideal fitness um, over this international break, and then you know, big game with with Regensburg coming up. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, once again, I'm not great in the table, but hopefully this, this offensive performance is an entirely, uh, smoke and mirrors and we can start continuing to score more consistently. This was huge for our goal difference. We really needed that. Um, I think it kind of gives us the edge on Hamburg now, right? It does. I think it does. And, uh, J uh Joe's is in the, in the chat and he says, I think we have the biggest margin of victory in this and it's fight the league. Oh, for us in this game. Yes. This is our biggest win this in the, in this fight the league so far. So very good game. A big game coming up against Regensburg after the international break. The ghost international break, right? Um, but, yeah, we need to get revenge on them. They beat us 4-1 in the, in the, in the Hinrunde. We need to win this game. We've got a tough game against uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf right after that. So we need to keep our ascent upwards on the table. Obviously, St. Pauli got, kind of got dethroned this, this weekend with Darmstadt. They're a dangerous team. they got two goal scorers in the top five. I mean, they're a legit team this year. Um, so is St. Pauli. Don't forget about that. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's going to be tough and we got to, I like the momentum we have right now. You know, we saw this against who's the team we beat, uh, pretty emphatically before the end of Hinder in the, um, Sandhausen, right? Forgetting. Sandhausen. Yeah, it was Sandhausen. Yeah, that's correct. Five, Sorry. two, uh, <laughs> cheers, Paul. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good to see a game like this and, and from, all members of the team, really. I mean, for most of the guys had a good game, uh, probably outside of Salazar, I would say. So, yeah, great result. I mean, look at the statistics, right? 18 to 8, their shots. I didn't even know they had eight shots, honestly. And maybe those wild shots they took from midfield. Uh, on target, 10 to 2. Possession, 69-31, yeah. which I think is a favor towards Al, because I don't think it was that close. 
corners, eight nothing, and we almost had four hundred more passes than they did. Yeah, this is what you want to see, though. I mean, like, yes. if you're if you're going to get promoted when you're playing a team like this, I'm not saying you need to score five goals, obviously, but like you should be winning this game two nothing, three nothing, pretty comprehensively, and uh, we did, and that's exactly. I mean, that that bodes well, and you know, so far two games out of the break what six goals scored one conceded yeah that's a formula that's going to get you promoted yes if you yes. kind of keep i mean defense has been real solid um it's just if we can consistently get some goal production uh and find a way to just improve i told you like that 10 percent improvement i feel like offensively would be enough to kind of get us over the hump we all other things before. equal um so yeah I- i'm optimistic hopefully we can keep it going so good results bear you know good fruit uh first everyone i thought w- we see that how what lots of performances are like on the pitch, and they're they're okay, right? But he's a club captain, and so he's a re- captain for a reason. You saw after these two goals how the team completely came around him, completely loving him on 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 all social media. They were saying, you know, captain, thank you, you scored. I mean, they're all praising him this weekend, uh, and even lots of came out with a quote uh, from Schalke that said, "I think everyone was happy for me because they know I was going through a tough time because of my injury." You can see what a good group we have here, and then uh, looking at the the. Players of the week, Peringer was in the lineup, Vinheim, Latza as well. Uh, so three guys. You could have really added Idris in there, in my opinion. Uh, but some good performances from the team overall. Um, and you got three guys, like I said, into the team of the week. So that's a that's, that's excellent for us there. Um, yeah, I'm excited because if you know if these performances continue, you we have some depth in the midfield now, right? With Latza. You could whether he comes off the bench, which I think worked in this game. Paulson, I agree, is probably the better defensive option at this moment, just from what we've seen. Granted, small sample side from Latza, but Idrizi, he needs to continue this progression, I think, because um, the last thing I think he needs is get these two good games and then goes on the bench. I think he needs to kind of get more opportunity, and it's going to be tough against Regensburg because they're slick moving team when they're on. Um, what I'll say is I care about Paulson's deficiencies less with Sané and Adrizi in the lineup as well, because yeah. I feel like they do enough to cover for that um, yeah. in various ways. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, Adrizi was, was, was great in this one. Um, and I can, I can definitely see the appeal and, and like, you know, what he's adding um, to the offensive game. And hopefully that, that we can get into kind of Zalatar's head and be like the hero ball stuff not only kind of like needs to stop, but like it's kind of unnecessary at this point if we can kind of keep these things up because you have somebody else across from you now in the center of the park um, that can contribute and do some of those things. And so if he can just get slightly more efficient, that'll help as well. And uh, hopefully we can just, you know, keep the injury bug away and keep chugging because the depth is there. I think the personnel is there and it's there for the taking, man. Yeah, we got a few days left in the in the window here. I don't expect too many moves. I mean, we obviously we said we got Vinheim, we got Loda. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a striker came in as you know as, as a backup. Obviously, Peringer is doing well for himself. We have Chirlinov as an option, the offensive side, and plus you got Bolter and, and Toroda healthy. So, I mean, we're we're pretty good all the way around. I think. I think the main thing is going to be Gramozis. Does he continue to try to push the buttons or tries to get too defensive? Um, I love him what I've seen from the back three right now that we got. You no, know, it sucks for Kaminsky because he's a he gets a short straw, right? But yeah, Sane is legit our best defender, you know, when he's on. Um, and it's hard not to put him in there. And Itakur has had a fantastic year, and Atiao has been uh, continuing his progression from last year. So, um, yeah. Oh, you know what? We were talking before the podcast about some moves. Uh, Timo Becker, 
he is going yes. on loan. He is going on loan. I almost forgot about that. I forget where he's going to, but he's on loan for the season, remainder of the season. Um, Carl Drew? No, I forget where he's going to. Yes, I mean, I'm still mystified by this whole thing. Yeah. But you know what? Good for him, so we can go get some playing time at least. Um, we'll don't f- know what's going on there, but. Yeah, yeah. It's, and then the Bujaleb, right? Bujaleb, yeah. So Bujaleb, um, he had his contract terminated with Ingolstadt. So for those who don't, for, who forgot, uh, he went to he went on loan to Ingolstadt this season. Uh, hopefully, get more playing time. He's only played eight games thus far, no goals, has failed to make an impact, and they terminated his contract due to misconduct. So take that how you want, but uh, apparently he wasn't following protocols or whatever, and they got rid of him. And so he's back with Schalke. I don't imagine he'll be involved with the first team. I imagine he'll be with the, with the with the youth team, but we'll see. Um, I it's another player who we had high hopes for for the last couple of years, and it just seems to be going down. You know, either it's more misses than hits lately. It, it seems like I'll say this though: he was one of the guys though that I just was never that convinced by. Like I feel like Idrizi and, and like Katuchu and and Flick and some there were there were some other people that when I saw them I was like there's, there's you know Bosdwan for example like I was much much more excited about Bosdwan than Buyeleb um he had like maybe I can think of one game where he like really impressed me consistently I thought he was pretty spotty but um yeah it's disappointing and concerning a little bit because he's you know he's a young talent we, we we send him to get some some playing time um which i think is smart given you know what we were trying to do with the squad and everything and the fact that obviously i haven't seen the details yet so i don't know what the background on this is and you know who knows with some of these things sometimes but you know the fact that he goes and this is a big opportunity for him to get some playing time and kind of like get his career with some momentum to some extent and for it to end that way is not not great and as you said i i can't imagine that he would feature in the team the first team really at all with with the situation so that's not not a good situation for him at the moment yeah, and there's another um, former Schalke player in the league, uh, not with Schalke, but um, back in our lives, Free Katuchu. Ahmed Katuchu is back in our lives. Uh, I forget who did who did he go to. He went to I don't remember. Didn't he go to Sandhausen? Sandhausen, yeah, Sandhausen, yeah, Sandhausen. So yeah, we'll probably see him at the end of the season. Katuchu uh, has been refreed. He's been freed again. Our luck he'll get a hat trick against us. <laughs> No, it's Sandhausen. Come on, um, no crazy things can happen. So, but yeah, um, can you we'll can see. you can you imagine? Can you imagine if we're in a position where like we need to get promotion and we play Sandhausen and Katuchu is the reason? Like, oh my gosh, I that... don't I don't know if the soccer guys were that cruel. I don't know what I would have deserved for that. I mean, maybe we were just too annoying with the whole thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to him being in the league, but whatever. I hope I, ho- I hope it works out for him because yeah, he didn't get much playing time uh, in yeah. Turkey so far. I hope he scores 15 goals this the second half of the season, but none against us. Um, I don't want to see that scenario. I don't want to see Bergstaller end our season as well, right? Neither of those scenarios, honestly. So uh, yeah, that would be something though, right? For the for the football gods, if that were to happen. But let's not let's not go down that road. <laughs> oh, long season ahead. Trending in the right direction. Uh, latest standings, Darmstadt's in first place. Yes, Darmstadt, 39 points. St. Pauli's dropped to second on 37 after the loss to Hamburg. Werder is now in third with 35 points after their win. We are in fourth, a, a goal differential ahead of Hamburg, who's on 34. Heidenheim's on 34. Nuremberg's on 33. And Regenberg, Regensburg, our next opponent, is on 31. So 
it's so tight. It's so tight, Jack. Anything can really happen. Happy New Year, William. Happy New Year. Um, it's a happy New Year for sure. It's a victory Monday. We haven't had we've had more this season than last, but uh, yeah, good to start out the new year with a victory Monday. And um, yeah, we got two weeks off. See what happens here, and then get ready for Regensburg. Um, any early? I know we got I know we got Cologne here to friendly, but I, I'm not gonna look really at, too hard at that. Stay healthy. That's the main thing. Any any early vibes from the Regensburg match? What you hoping to see either from a stylistic standpoint or, or anything? I feel like when I rewatched that match and Regensburg were pretty dominant. I didn't rewatch the entire match, but I feel like when I rewatched some of the highlights for that, I felt like a lot of their goals kind of were like lucky opportunities that fell to them to some extent. With some, I mean, like really nice finishing, but like I feel like Singh yeah, like, was really good in that game. I remember that. Yeah, I just I just feel like when I rewatched the highlights, it, it, it felt like the scoreline was slightly harsher on us than perhaps it should have been. But um, no, but they were they were a much more competent side. They were able to kind of play their game for the most part in that one. Um, I feel like we need to do more to limit their opportunities in wide areas, especially in transition um, in this in this time, as opposed to the, you know, the first time around. Um, I guess it, I don't have major predictions for this game. Uh, I guess the main takeaway, like I said, from this entire, you know, couple games so far is we've seen a lot of new faces or reintegrations. And I feel like all of them hit. And that's just overwhelmingly positive and just kind of fills me with good vibes. So, you know, hopefully these guys can continue contributing across the board. But like I said, we saw Sané back. We saw Vinheim. We saw Danny Latza. We saw Piringer. We saw Idrizi. We saw all these guys that, like, we were looking to see more of, and all of them played well. Yes. Um, and that, hope, yeah, that, hopefully that bodes well. I hope to see pretty much the same lineup because I want to see, can Vinheim continue this early success with us? Can Idrizi continue on his, on his uh, you know, his play getting better and better. Uh, give Salazar an opportunity to, you know, um, get revenge on what he, the, the poor performance from his game, and then really see what the back three can do against a team that has a better attacking uh, front three than than Alf did, right? Because we know, at least against the game against us in Regensburg, they had some guys that really did some things against us. Make whether it's luck or not, they put their chances away, and so he can't give them those opportunities. Um, so I'm really I want to see how the only only change I would make maybe and I'm curious on your thoughts. Perringer, would you start him again or would you give it back to Bulter or Trilinov? And I, I'm kind of leaning towards Bulter if he's healthy because why not? But again, having him come off the bench, I mean, I, no, I I think recency bias, but I have everyone say Perringer. I think it has to be Bulter for the time being. I'm not going to be upset if it's Perringer. Um, and like I said, yeah, l- looked very good. I liked a lot of what he did. Um, but you know, Bolter has what six goals, four assists in the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, does does a lot of the work deeper that Torada doesn't do at times. He's in a top um, ten in scoring, so that's I mean, yeah, he, he's yeah, he's he's a good uh, play, passes a good ball too, plays a good ball. Yes. I mean, like he's not just scoring goals. Um, yeah, I think it would be a little bit premature to just be like Peeringer's your your starter suddenly. Yeah. Um, but it's a good problem to have, no doubt. And, and Al was a f- perfect game to bring a Perringer to get a start in that one because it's not the greatest of defenses, and he has the opportunity to really gain some confidence, which I think he did. But I'm with you. I think Bolter should get the start in this one. Um, that would be the only change, really, I'd make out of this starting 11. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I agree with William. We are a different team than we first time we played Regensburg. But um, we really got to hit this right. 
uh, we we can't. That margin of error is so small now. It's pretty much game on from here on out. We have to win majority of these games and games like this against Regensburg teams that are within you know the top eight, which we struggled in the first half. We have to get points this time uh, and and steal some wins as opposed to you know getting those late draws or late losses. So let's see. Um, I'm excited. Good way to end the international break. It's gonna be a sour mouth if the scoreline was opposite, right? Lose yeah. five nothing. So I'll take it. Yeah, um, it, no, it's exactly what you said. It's we need to do a better job against the better teams in the league, but it, very, very promising that it, we scored ten goals against Sandhausen and Ow, who are sixteenth and seventeenth in the table. So at least that aspect yes. of things, taking advantage of those games, is, is going to help us. But yeah, hopefully we can get a better result against Regensburg and kind of keep that uh, momentum against uh, you know the top half of the table here in the uh, the recorder. Next game is an early game, 7.30 a.m. my time, 6.30 your time. I'm thinking live stream, but it's up to you if you want to join. So, <laughs> But those who are interested, we will do a, a watch along for Regensburg, so stay tuned. All right. I, I'm not uh, going to commit either way. But we'll see I know. I'm not going to ask you to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do get to have them at home, right? We were at Regensburg last time. So, All right. Um, anything... Uh, before we wrap this one up no i think that's all for me yeah um again i'm gonna do a nice plug uh thank you to kessie over koningsblau tv for interviewing me on his channel uh go check it out the link will be on the youtube uh, description um give him a follow as well he's he puts awesome content out as the Cedric zelmat who we had on for the mid-season review so definitely plugging those two boys and then yeah as always you can follow jack at, at jm mangan and i'm at r underscore carbon so uh until the next podcast comes the next game comes. We'll see you soon. Look out.